Well, hello there, you fantasy cartographers. What's going on? It's the second episode. Got Tyler with me right now. We're about to talk about some dynasty football. What's going on, dude? Oh, not too much. Uh, you know, getting ready to do a little mock drafting here after a couple league updates. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a major uh, topic for this episode is going to be doing a mock draft. We're going to look at your guys' teams and we're going to draft accordingly, try to give us our logic or reasoning. We're not going to try to lie too much. Uh, Tyler and I, I feel like I feel like you and I prefer to be right rather than duplicitous. I'm pretty know? sure if you asked both of our wives whether we would like to be right, uh, they would say absolutely it's a character flaw it's i would argue it's a feature like, not a bug I, I will absolutely sacrifice what's been my best interest sometimes just to prove a point but i feel like that's already been quite made quite clear uh over the past two years through this podcast but tyler you told me that we got to open up with some critical information so before i get off on a tangent any longer we are changing venues I have gotten the opportunity to go to Hawaii for free. And unfortunately, the dates are the first September 1st through the 16th, 17th. And so I can obviously no longer host. Um, so Tyler, who lives about a mile, two miles away from me, is going it's to host instead. So it shouldn't affect anyone's plans at all. Uh, but just keep that in mind. Uh, we'll send out, obviously, an email as well with the address and all the relevant information, but just keep that in mind. It really is a four-minute drive uh, from door to door. So we are not, we're not taking you too far out of your way. Um, if you'd like to pause the podcast here and scream uh, because Byron's going to Hawaii for free, go ahead. We'll wait. I've never been. I'm so excited. Like I, I wouldn't miss fantasy right. football Congra draft. Congrats! Anything, congrats for fucking okay. Hawaii. <laughs> Have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful time. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We hate you. Oh. I hope your hotel has terrible internet connection and you just miss all your picks. I the the fear, right? Luckily, I don't have that much cap space, so all I got to do is probably just get like one bid in, and I'll be fine. Um, and you know, obviously, set up. Well, well you you all know what I'm gonna would pick because I'm about to tell you. Um, but yeah, so uh, so that should be fun and uh, I hope everyone can come except for those obviously that aren't gonna be in Puerto Rico. though I bashed you in the last episode for not being with us and now here I am, a turncoat. Benedict Benedict Arnold. I guess I didn't betray you guys, not yet at least. But anyways, moving on. So the other thing that we gotta have to talk about is rules. Uh, we've got to, I, I don't know if we're going to skip it, Tyler, that was kind of what you were suggesting before we started the podcast up, but, uh, we definitely have to, or we at least need to consider doing the rules meeting relatively soon if we're going to do it at all. Yeah. And I don't mean that like you and I are setting a date right now, but we should get that email out tonight too, along with the podcast when this comes out and so that we can get a date set for the rules meeting. Um, and I really think that we need to also have a date set for cut day so that people have a couple, a little bit of time before they roll into my house to, to look at the players they'll potentially be able to sign. Absolutely. Um, I, I, what I was thinking is, is a week before the draft. So 
I believe right now the draft, and, and please don't quote me on this. It could be a different day, but I believe it's the 4th, September 4th is what I said. Sunday, September 4th. That's correct. September. So if you're looking at a week before that, that backs us up to August 28th, which is 17 days from now. 17 so. days. So obviously got to get your cuts in. Um, but I feel like that's a pretty solid day. I mean, you, it, it, there's only one week left in terms of training camp. And so there's a lot less likely chance that you're going to lose a player. We can do it after the Sunday games as well. Uh, Cause obviously we should actually, so we'll table that on the pod here. We should look at when the last cut day is. Cause I, that's the, that Sunday's the, the last games, right? Yeah. I, I think it's the 30th. The 30th makes it really tight, but it might make sense to wait. If anybody's looking yeah, at I people mean, on the bubble, you know? Yeah. It's, it definitely on the bubble makes it very interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's actually just a really good idea. Right. And that just makes it lock in every single year. We could just do cut day is NFL cut day is our cut day. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, we can't uniformly make that decision or unilaterally make that yeah, decision, but Justin, I feel like it's pretty good. <laughs> Justin uh, can though, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> All right. So um, then moving on just some quick NFL news, not that big of a deal, but the one that hurts the most, I think, is Tim Patrick. Uh, obviously injured his ACL. He's out for the season. And honestly, I just love – first off, I love Tim Patrick. I think he's a like one of those great under-the-radar receivers. But he's got Russell Wilson. You know Russell Wilson can just find a target. That could have been his like breakout and his superstardom. But the thing that really hurts is the fact that Alex, Joe's Primo's team has Tim Patrick. It's the final year of his contract. And it's just like, it's just starting again for Alex. Like It's just another season of preseason injuries. Again, not as big a deal as losing, you know, uh, Sims? No. What, what's uh, uh, already forgetting names? But Cam oh, Akers last year. Cam Akers, yeah, that's what I was looking for um, yeah. last year. So. And then obviously Stafford having the elbow injury, not really sure what that's going happening, but you had, did you hear that they were shopping? I got a a blurb along, you know, thanks iPhone, Apple news. I got a, one of those and a tweet that said they had at least considered or put in a call about the availability of Jimmy G who's also currently injured, but you know, a little more sure handed backup than, is it still Wofford there? I think. Oh my God. I, I have, I honestly have no idea. Yeah. So yeah, a little a, pour some out for Tim Patrick, kind of a really nice story there in Denver. Um, would love to see him return at the end of the season, but it looks like it's going to be season long. Um, yeah. It just uh, kind of a, kind of sucks to see somebody who had gotten their career back on track, go out like that. Definitely could help Jerry Judy, though. I mean, like, those are the two very similar wide receivers. So that could uh, – I know, I know Judy has fallen far, far from grace than it was two years ago. But, you know, there's at least the potential, right? Yeah, I I think uh, Judy gets a big bump. I think their tight ends get a big bump. Um, whatever tight end you think might have a chance there, um, which we might talk about. At the end of this rookie draft, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I just that situation sucks. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right. And the last kind of thing before we get into the actual rookie draft or our mock draft is uh, we had a few, uh, a few trade suggestions, bulletin boards, I guess, popping up. Uh, there's some itchy feet. I think Zach, uh, we, I can quote Zach for saying, um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of, you know, he was kind of, uh, putting out trading for RFAs, uh, you know, with Waller and, um, uh, Waller and Metcalf. I, I mean, I don't know. How, how do you feel about, about RFA trades and getting the rights? I mean, we saw a couple of them last year. I've engaged in one this year. Uh, it seems actually, and I know it's not mathematically correct, but it definitely seems like the RFA moves, people whose RFA rights are available is starting to become a way that people in our league are grabbing uh, talented players to take their team from middle of the road to elite level contender, right? Like you have last year. Um, I don't know that I'm, I'm trying to get into that elite level clearly, um, selling away the rights to Dak. Um, and we'll see what happens with Zach's team, but that could with the roster that they have and some crafty moves, take them up from that constantly stuck in third and fourth to into the championship game. Um, it looks, and if you read down this list, it's a lot of RFA rights. It's, you know, drew threw in rights to Daniel Jones and Daryl Henderson, uh, Deshaun Watson's on the block. Not that he's got RFA rights, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. No player named specifically wasn't an RFA player. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Watson, obviously on the second year of his contract also just had the huge news of the six game suspension. We talked about that in the last issue our last episode, then the NFL comes out and appeals the decision. And it turns out that when the NFL appeals a decision, they get to choose the arbiter unilaterally. And they could have even chosen Roger Goodell to be the one who decides. On just a side note, how is the NFLPA so terrible at their job that that would be something that they could allow? But it seems now that the suspension, at least most people's assumptions are they did take a they did pick a third party arbiter, but certainly someone who's going to make the decision that Goodell wants them to make. So I don't think that they probably go the full season again. I feel like they're trying to pretend like that's what they want. And really that 12 game suspension is probably what they're actually going to shoot for, which is, you know this whole rigmarole that I'm not even going to get into, but still very interesting. And it makes Deshaun Watson this really weird value because like, yes, you have a superstar quarterback. No, he's probably not going to help you at all this season. So what do you, what do you do? Well, so I think that second point, I think I disagree. I think the NFL is taking this all the way to indefinite plus fines um, plus mandatory counseling. I think they are going to slam as much as they can down on the table. Uh, Sue Robinson, the judge who heard the first case said that everything the NFL said was accurate, but that she wasn't, she didn't want to be the one to set the precedent to say that fuck whatever they had negotiated. 
Uh, I know it says six games, but I'm not going to be the one to go over the six games in the first time we're doing doing this. So now the NFL is following the process. They're appealing it to themselves and they're going to get the outcome they want, which is they don't want him anywhere near a television camera for a year. So I absolutely don't think he's going to help your team, except if they cannot get this resolved by week one, he will be on the field and playing in that game. Um, that is the, you might get a week or two out of him. I don't think there's any way the NFL lets that happen. I don't think that they're not going to let this linger even a tiny bit. Um, there is this world, which you were talking about, uh, that it's a 12 week ish suspension that drops him smack into the fantasy playoffs. And is it, is it Tim that has him? Mike. It's Mike. Mike's roster needs a little help, but you know, if Mike can cobble some stuff together, he's going to have, I think he's going to have a ton of cap room. Yes. He's going to have a ton of cap room uh, after he makes cuts. Deshaun Watson dropping into your playoff fantasy team and being a top 10, top five quarterback at the position is a wonderful luxury to have as a fantasy asset forgetting the, the human side of this. Yeah. I mean, again, I look at these guys as ones and zeros. I don't really care. I would, I would draft Aaron Hernandez, you know, if he was putting up <laughs> points, uh, but you know, I, I can hate the person and still love the one and z- ones and zeros that come up on my computer screen. Yep. But for Mike, you know, I don't know if it's a good idea for him to trade it. Like, I, I think it's probably better. He, I still think he's in a building a team stage, right? Like he could, if he hits on his, you know, he uses his cap very effectively. He could be a playoff team. I don't know if he's, you know, I don't know if it's quite there yet, but I feel like you don't trade him. I feel like you hold on to him for one more season. Maybe even, maybe even put the, try to see depending on when the decision is, when we decide to do cut day and you have to declare, uh, you know, who you're IRing and stuff like that. And then you, maybe you have a decision and you can make a better, better informed decision than I am right now. But yeah, you, you IR him, get $21 back. And then next season you get a, you know, high draft round pick. You get Deshaun Watson for a discount. You have a chance of having a very competitive team, especially because the rest of your division is kind of going to be, I mean, Tyler, obviously your window is this season. Dave is kind of, you know, Dave has a couple of first round picks, but let's, you know, he, he still could be in a rebuilding stage as well. It could be Mike's division to lose. And that's what I was arguing for last year. Yeah. And we'll get to Mike's team in the draft a little more in depth because he does have kind of some, he's got picks at some critical moments in the draft. Uh, so we'll talk about him a little bit once we get going here. Um, yeah. I, I think that if we get some more clarity, the IRing Deshaun and trying to tank your way through the season and just taking your lumps this year, you come back with Deshaun and uh, a top three to four pick in next year's rookie draft, which is, as I've said, and has been reported by every news outlet that covers this loaded um, from top to bottom. I think that's the best case scenario for Mike. Uh, I mean, not to jump the gun, but as his team is constructed now, he is 
a quarterback to two quarterbacks away. Um, he's got a few other nice pieces, but you're not getting those quarterbacks in this draft this year. So there's there's nothing he can do without spending that $78 he has on Amari Cooper on a free agent quarterback, and he can't do it for two of them. So I wish I could have a knowledgeable reply to whatever you just said. I ran out. I had a pie in the oven. Don't tell Drew. It was strawberry rhubarb. He's got a whole thing about straw like pies and you know apparently me being selfish because one time I had four pies in my fridge and I wouldn't give him one slice. But it's like, come on, man! Like don't don't steal another man's pie. That's fucked up. Anywho, let's move on to the rookie draft. So. We haven't decided how we're going to do this at all, but should we flip a coin and decide who gets the first pick or yep. should we maybe just set it up so that I can't draft my own player? You don't have any picks, but I this year. So, so I'll take the first pick then. And so then you don't have to pick, pick for yourself. Yep. All right. Then um, good, sir. So real quick, uh, we're going to run down the order first here. Uh, just there was an email sent out about this. This is the most recently published. It is in the master spreadsheet. Um, Dave is going to audit it this weekend. It looks like just to double check, but this is what we have right now. Uh, in order, first round, Lewisburg Luchadors, Joe's Primo team, home run hitters, Mike Ryan, Lewisburg Luchadors at five again. Uh, Rams are the best. Rockville Cartographers, Peyton's Making Nachos, Breezewood Nuts, Rams Are the Best, Frederick Scrubs, The Best TDs, Lewisburg Luchadors, Manny Unk Loose Cannons, twice in a row there at 14 and 15, and then rounding out the first round is Joe's Primo Team. If we decide to go in the second round, we'll run that down. But uh, I don't think we are. At least I didn't prepare for that. I could just ramble off second round picks, but those we'll are probably, probably touch gonna... on. Yeah, we'll probably touch on some guys to look for in the second round, mm-hmm. and then move on from there. But yeah, at one hundred and one for the Lewisburg Luchadors, uh, the pick is in, and it's Brees Hall, running back for the New York Jets. Um, yeah, and just for the record, really quick before we even begin, Streets meets Droosh, the big guys. And fancy footwork, all actually. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Philly citywide instead of the big guys. They changed their name. Philly citywide and fancy footwork all don't have first round picks in this draft. I, that's you were obviously included in that. I sure that's was. A lot of teams. My whole division has owns like half the picks. Like <laughs> Manioc yeah, I has mean, two. I have one, and then Justin's got three. Three. It's crazy. Um, it is. Uh. If we want to talk about that real quick, I think it's a great year to have a lot of dart throws in the yeah, first exactly. round yeah. um, because, and we'll talk about this somewhere around the seventh or eighth pick, this turns into a, an absolute roll of the dice uh, for about six or seven guys. And then after that, you can take whoever you want after the top 13 or 14, you could convince me almost that anyone could be picked 15 through 32. Yeah, I think that's I think that's correct. I think probably whatever we're hearing out, and I'm not a big training camp guy. I stated my philosophy that you know you want to pay attention to bad news more than you want to take attention to good news. The reason being that good teams have a financial 
responsibility to try to get you hyped about the season so you buy tickets to games before the reality smacks you in the face and you find, realize that your team is again once a seven and nine or whatever the case is but they hype up rookies that's what their pr department does but bad news is something that they don't want to get out so if it does get out then obviously maybe there's a little more truth behind it now of course it didn't work out for jamar chase last year um that was you know that worked out very favorably for scott so <laughs> maybe not listen to me but um yeah that's kind of my reasoning uh so but yeah i forget where my, where my point was there but this draft gets very funky after pick 14 ish i think or, or actually pick 13 ish uh so anyways let's just get started so one the pick is in is, is this the actual pick or is this what you're picking for justin uh this is what i would sorry the this is not the justin did not send out a like, league-wide wow. email um but i it's Brees Hall. Look, if go to if you we flip over to Justin's roster, yeah. this team needs help in a lot of spots. Um, they've got Justin Fields at quarterback and Jameis Winston at quarterback. Uh, Justin Fields is on the team who will be picking first next season, looking to replace him, I believe. Uh, Jameis Winston is another injury away from missing two thirds of the last three seasons. Uh, but I don't think that quarterback is in this draft until a little bit later. Uh, I think he has nothing to speak of at running back and taking the only starting running back who's going to have a very minimal share with Michael Carter, uh, who was a fourth rounder, maybe even a, he was a fourth round pick last year, but this is the highest drafted running back on a team that is going to have to play their way back into games and they are going to give him a shitload of touches as a first round pick or a second round pick. Yeah. I, I have nothing, uh, nothing to add to that. I think it's absolutely right. I think Brees Hall is the hands down one one um, Number two, we've got Joe's Primo's team drafting. Um, he's had quite the issue with injuries last year. Uh, you know, he, he had an incredible team with Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams going off. Uh, I think if he had actually tried, he probably would have made the playoffs, or at least he would have really kind of confused the standings. Um, but for me, you know, he still has Cam Akers, who hopefully is healthy. He's got Gus Edwards uh, as well, who's coming off an ACL but that's kind of it for his receipt. Uh, he does have Michael Carter, but for the reasons just described with Brees Hall, I, I don't know if you can really rely on that. So I think I would be picking Kenneth Walker personally. And I know that's oh. kind of a controversial pick, but uh, I think I would be going for the running back because I think it's the highest, uh, highest value position that you can almost guarantee yourself some points this year. And I think this team can compete this year. Uh, I I do see a path for this team to compete this year until you start looking at the salary that they have to cut in order to be competitive this year. So Carson Wentz is the easy one, but there's still a dollar over, which, you know, take off Gandy Golden and Anthony McFarland. But picking second, they got to get $18 of these cheap contracts out of here real quick. Um, Cooper Cup and Devontae well, you, Adams. You're, you're... You're cutting Adams, right? And we, let's not get into this too much, but you're cutting right, but Adams, what I, you're cutting I, This Marquis is why I would Callaway. go. 
a different round here and a different route, I would, uh, I would have taken Kenny Pickett here. Well, number pick, pick number three is up. Yeah. Uh, so now we're definitely gonna. You've thrown my whole draft guide out of out of whack here. Uh, home run hitters. I have Drake London in this spot. Um, I think this is a team that continues to manage itself well. Uh, they've got some cap space that's mostly going to be eaten up by keeping Tom Brady potentially, but they're then going to come right back and cut Kamara. Uh, they'll still have room to pick up Derrick Henry. And if they can get a wide receiver in here and make a couple of smart, like low end free agent plays, they might be able to get right back in the playoff mix, especially it's going to be tough in that division, but like they could sneak in. Um, and also Drake London is going to have, he is the receiver in Atlanta outside of Kyle Pitts. Those two guys are going to get a combined for 250 to 280 targets. There's no one else there to, that will touch the ball. Not just this year, but for the next two to three years. Wow. All right. I mean, I, I personally had Kenny Pickett slotted there. I, I'm not sure if home run hitters is a competitive team this year, but I'm as Mike Ryan, I am very excited to have Kenny Pickett fall to me for the very same reasons that I was uh, discussing before. I think you get Deshaun Watson, you put him on IR, Kenny Pickett falls to you. He's probably not playing this season, but then you get a cheap quarterback, the cheap starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2023. You likely have a top pick in the 2023 draft. So you could very well end up getting a very good player. Uh, Bijan, I know, is 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 creating a lot of hype in the dynasty community, uh, running back. So, you know, maybe that's that's the avenue to go down if you're trying to strategize for Mike Ryan and how you're going to, you know, win a season. But that would be a very scary team. So that that's that's me, Kenny Pickett. Give me the quarterback there. Let him have his red shirt season, and I'm ready to win 2023. Uh, I am at five with the Lewisburg Luchadors, uh, and we've got a trio of wide receivers coming up here. Actually, probably several wide receivers coming up here. Uh, I'm taking Garrett Wilson. Like he's going to be the Jets number one. Um, some of this is bias. I think that we'll we'll see what Zach Wilson becomes, but he's not throwing the ball well to Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Moore, sorry. He has not thrown the ball well to Elijah Moore uh, at all. He was four for 43 throwing the ball to him last year. <laughs> so uh, maybe he likes Garrett Wilson better. That team's going to suck. They're going to throw the ball a lot, um, but that offense could be decent. So get the guy who's going to be getting all the high leverage looks. All right. So I think uh, you've got to be terrified if you're Justin for drafting two Jets players, but that's how I have it mocked up too. I feel like that makes too much sense. Like it, it's it's best not to overthink wide receivers too much. I, I think I think just go with where they got drafted unless there's an extreme case. Um, but yeah, I, I have it. So at six, I'm going to break off your your attempt at being prescient. I'm going to go with something absolutely bonkers. I'm drafting James Cook at six. 
Now, you might be thinking, what the fuck? He's slated to go 10 or 11, but I've got to be honest with you. Give me a Buffalo Bills running back. If I have the opportunity to get some kind of uh, stock in that team, I want it. And James Cook, I don't think he's a lead back candidate. I don't think of him in the same vein as I think of Kenneth Kenny, Kenny Walker and Brees Hall. I think of him as a third down back, but we've seen how effective a third down back can be in this league. You know, you're not trying to get a ton of points. You're trying to just get enough to win. And if you get four or five catches, that goes a long way week in, week out. And just looking at David's team, he's got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon as his two top running back spots. And I think that's, I, I it's dangerous. I mean, it could work out. It could, but not having that much, I guess, flexibility with your running backs or top two running backs, I think is, is not good. So please rake me out of the coals. I know that's a fucking crazy take. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. Cause I think Dave is going to go running back there. I just had Kenny Walker lasting that long. So um, I don't think you're insane at all. I, wow. I think yeah. Dave would take a running back there regardless. Um, I guess if Walker and Cook are both gone, he might hesitate and grab one of the receivers. But uh, otherwise, yeah, that's running back for him all the way. Um, you, on the other hand, uh, the wealth of receivers that the Rockville cartographers have had for the past two plus seasons, uh, the coffers are starting to run dry this year as the RFAs hit and you're definitely going to be reaching in to refill them. Uh, Jameson Williams is left on the board, but I think you're going to try to compete for one more year. And I think Olave makes way more sense here in that context. Uh, He's going to be with the saints. Uh, Michael Thomas is coming back and is nominally their number one, but uh, I know we said to sell the hype, but Olave's played well in camp by all accounts um, well enough to not, you know, have any bad news come out. And some people had him way higher than his draft. I mean, the Saints went up to get him too. So a lot of draft capital there. I think he's going to play well in an offense it, on a team that looks to compete too. So congrats on taking Olave there. Yeah. I mean, uh, Olave, I, w- I would definitely be excited with Olave. It scares me with Michael Thomas. It scares me with James and Winston. But I, I yeah. Uh, so, okay. Going into eight. Uh, I, you know, Jameson Williams, is it James? I'm sorry. Is it Jameson Williams or is it Jameson Williamson? Is it, is it Williamson? I might have it. It's Jameson Williams. No, it's Jameson Williams. Okay. Uh, Jameson Williams is still on the board. <clears throat> Probably the top talent, I would say, but he's got the ACL injury from six months ago. I just don't think he's going to recover in time for the, uh, he's already, said that he's not going to be playing week one. It's a bad team. And I just think that Tim Ryan has an opportunity to compete this season. You just can't throw away a pick. You need someone that can compete right now. So I'm going to be drafting in Tim's spot. If this is the way the draft goes, Sky Moore. It's got lots of camp hype. He is, there's no real... I don't think that there's any true talent, uh, really good talent on that team. I mean, I like Smith Schuster, but he's more of an underneath guy. I do not believe in MVS whatsoever. 
And, uh, you know, even though the history is Reed doesn't really use rookie wide receivers, we're seeing videos of him being slotted all around the offense. You know what? If Sky Moore hits, then that's huge for you. And so I take the chance there over Jameson Williams and Traylon Burks. Yeah, uh, I think there's two other names that you could have thrown in there. Uh Pickens and then Christian Watson, but uh, especially if the argument is to get the player that's going to get the volume and the safe touches, I would have maybe gone in a different direction than Sky Moore, but uh, it's Sky Moore is going to be in one of the five best offenses in the NFL. So catching passes from the best quarterback in the game. So not a bad pick to be made there. Uh, yeah, so now we get to Breezewood Nuts. Um, honestly, this is kind of where the draft is going to get absolutely sideways real quick. This team can afford to take best player available. The Breezewood Nuts can, and based on that, I think they're going to take Jameson Williams and hope to get an early draft pick again next year. Um, maybe sell off a couple of the assets that they do have. Uh, cut that Baker Mayfield contract. Um, yeah, I think this is the team right here because the next three, the next two teams are not, they're not taking Jameson Williams. Uh, they're looking to compete as well. So I, I, I agree. I think it makes perfect sense. A rebuilding year, Jameson Williams really fits that mold for that team. Um, at 10, I'm going to be drafting Traylon Burks. I think he's a big wide receiver. I know this is very late for him. If you look at any mock draft, uh, he's usually going around six, seven. If I'm just being honest, he just does not. We've just seen the big body touchdown machine kind of wide receiver before. And, you know, I don't think it works out. I'm not a really big fan of Ryan Tannehill. I could be completely wrong. He, he could blow up, but early reports out of camp aren't very favorable. They're making him, you know, still work with the twos and the threes. He hasn't gotten won the, uh, the, the starting gig yet. Now that should not, you shouldn't think of anything. Justin Jefferson didn't win, was, didn't start until week four. Right. So, you know, keep that in mind. But I don't know. Traylon Burks just doesn't do it for me, and I completely understand if he does it for somebody else and they want to draft some higher. Uh, I'm actually – we're picking for Ramsar the best here. Mm-hmm. I I think he's avoiding Traylon Burks, and I think he, as the you know table pounder, the drum beater for quarterbacks, 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 I think he's taking Malik Willis there if, if he's drafting. Um, he, he has two quarterbacks that are the starters for their team this year on his three right now with Mitch four with Marcus Mariota. So this is a man who can take a project QB and worry about the rest later. Uh, and I think taking Malik Willis, uh, sending Ryan Hill, Ryan Tannehill packing, taking Malik Willis. That being said, I had Burks going next anyways, um, to Scott. But because we haven't taken this player yet, I'm going to take, uh, is it George Pickens? George Pickens. Pickens. Uh, 
Pittsburgh Steelers. Scott's going to have a good team again this year, guys. If you haven't looked yet, uh, they're going to be pretty decent. That's probably underselling it for what it's worth because they have Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers for a combined $75. Uh, So the rest is just going to fall in place. Their wide receiver room could use a little bit of a boost. It's not terrible, but it's definitely the one place he's going to look to to upgrade, um, assuming he keeps Saquon around at that cost. Uh, and taking Pickens, who's in an organization that just churns out high-quality receivers over and over and over again, makes the most sense here. Uh, I, I I think it's a great pick. Uh, I I love it there. I think that's a really it's a savvy move. Number twelve. Here's the question, Tyler: Do you pick Christian Watson, or do you pick Jesus himself, Dobbs, who has been lighting it up on camp? Every dynasty forum I've ever looked at is freaking out about what this fourth, fifth round pick. I'm take. Uh, I'll I'll cut day. you off right here. I'm taking Christian Watson. I have Christian Watson too. There's there's two reasons. Listen, half the league's going to listen to this. Half the league's not going to. The Ryan brothers are going to walk in with a printout that was dated May 15th. Okay. So if everybody's looking at rookie draft projections, Romeo Dobbs shouldn't even be drafted in our draft. He's somewhere in the 34 to 38 range. Even if he moves up a couple picks, it's late second round. First round picks, Get your value. Take Christian Watson. There's a couple other people you could take here, but it's about to get dicey. So grab yeah. grab this guy while you can. And Keith can literally take whomever uh, yeah. because his team is getting gutted. It has to. Um, get what you can here. Take the best player available in Christian Watson. Yeah, I, I, I think you go Christian Watson and hopefully it works out, especially next season. You know, the, I, We're not hearing any hype from Watson right now because he's injured, I believe. So just remember, camp hype can steer you in a very bad direction. Uh, make smart choices. All right, number 13, that's you. Uh, yeah, we're back to the Lewisburg Luchadors, who right now we've mocked Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson to. Uh, I'm going to send them uh, Rashad White here. Running back, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You had not playoff Lenny, but obese Lenny show up to Bucks camp. I don't think that really means anything. He's going to shed that weight through training camp. He's going to be their starter. But coming in 30-ish pounds overweight and having to get a different jersey size, carrying that extra weight can lead to an injury. Um, Fournette has been mercurial in his performance throughout his career, having a guy uh, who was a mid round pick in the best NFC offense uh, that we're going to see it's a dart throw, but I think everybody we're looking at here is going to be dart throws. Um, And again, the luchadors are in this middle tier of am I rebuilding or not? So take a guy who gets you on both sides of that. Yeah, I I think it's, very smart. Um, you know, next up, we've got the loose cannons, right? Do you want to take both their picks? Because I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
is it is it loose cannons and then yeah and then we've got alex is the final pick so loose yes. cannons um picking and if i'm here uh you know this team is it's got potential it's you know, it's also in a little bit of a weird spot I, I i think they could definitely compete this season but you know at some point you just take the player who got drafted the highest give me Jahan dotson the redskins it's not commanders the commanders i'm sorry the commanders the i, I really i just forget like it's just so embedded into my mind um so I think Jahan Dotson just makes a lot of sense. Pick the guy who's drafted in the top 12 or 14 or whatever it was. Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise, but I, I think it probably, you have a good chance of it working out. And because they spent the capital, they're going to give them a lot of chances to kind of learn. They're going to give them more training camp reps. All of those things that scouts talk about are really important for rookie development. So yeah, I'm going to go Jahan Dotson. And then I'm going to follow it up with you've already drafted one of my players that I was going to go here. So I'm just making sure I haven't. Who was that? Malik Willis. No, no, no. He didn't get picked. We talked about him. I thought you drafted Malik Willis. Oh, that's right. Okay. Then yes. I'm sorry. You're We talked about it. That's what you would have drafted. I will be drafting then Malik Willis here. If I am the loose cannons, I think it makes a lot of sense just to put a quarterback that could be starting for the Tennessee Titans offense in a year, maybe two. Um, so, yeah, give me a Malik Willis. I, I think it's going to be a, a, a good long-term investment. Uh, no argument with either of those picks. I think there's only – this is where the, the the last guy that I think belongs in the like conversation, there's only one other that I would put in the conversation to make into the first round. I've got Damian Pierce here. Uh, he's going to be the starting running back on a team that is not going to have a timeshare by the end of the season because the other running backs on the Texans are Rex Burkhead, who, I mean, literally graduated high school in like 2004 (laughs) and somebody who I can't even think of. Right. So Damian Pierce is going to be getting snaps. Marlon Mack. Oh, congratulations, Marlon Mack. (laughs) Really proud of you. You landed somewhere. I know you believed on in yourself this whole time and you should have been the starter over Jonathan Taylor. Uh, None of that's true. Uh, Good for Marlon Mack. Neither of those names scare me. Uh, Damian Pierce isn't a great player by any stretch of the imagination. He's going to get the ball, though. Just take him here, Joe. It's primo team. Alex. Uh, the only other guy I would have thought about here was Wandale Robinson. Uh, I'm buying the camp hype on that one. That's really all that is. Uh, he's mocked way lower, but I've got him. I've moved him up quite a bit. All right. Well, that's the first round. I think that was pretty. That was a good discussion. We did pretty well right there. Um, so, wrapping up this episode we just want to remind you all again that we're changing locations it doesn't affect your drive time at all but we will be having the location we will be having the draft party on sunday the fourth at tyler's location and i'll follow up with an email stating all of this and you know times and all of that stuff so please make sure you bring him lots of uh you know gifts uh because he'll be entertaining you i, I need no gifts 
Just no to, gifts? Nah, okay, no so gifts. then bring me gifts. And you can just leave them at Tyler's and I'll pick them up because uh, when I come home from Hawaii. Because, you know, you just just keep giving, right? Like, I am, after all, the, the champion. I am the king of this league for this season. I, we I, almost I, made I, it I, through I, an episode without having to hear about it. Almost. Oh, yeah, this number case. two. Episode two, and I've brought it up twice. This is going to be a trend, I feel. I hope you go 0-14. Uh, <laughs> 13. All right. You have a wonderful uh, rest of your whatever time it is that you're listening to this and day. And, uh, yeah, have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.